Welcome to Grounds for Discussion, a book club podcast for the average Joe. Welcome back to Grounds for Discussion. I'm Becky. And I'm Laura. And today we are talking about the book Johnny Tremaine by Esther Forbes, which is a historical novel set in the 1770s around the Revolutionary War time. So before we discuss the book, we obviously have to talk about our coffee. Always. (laughs) Yes. Because we're just a little bit addicted, right? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I do have to admit that today I double dipped as I like to say I had my regular (laughs) coffee this morning and then I had some this afternoon so (laughs) well so do you normally not because I'm not gonna lie I normally have two I'll have like one in the morning well most of the time and then I'll have one like in the afternoon yeah well I I stopped doing that because I noticed number one I wasn't sleeping very well and then number two I was just drinking mostly coffee during the day. And now that I've liked really, I've really upped my water intake. I can't usually do that and get the amount of water yeah. that I want. So yeah. yeah, I've tried to stick to it just like in the morning, but yeah. Probably a good idea. Not I'm today. Not, not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes it calls for, yes. you know, an afternoon that's right. Something. That's right. Um, so what did you have? I had, well, I, I made my own coffee, which is my regular. I put a little cinnamon in it and I put um, some like a protein latte in it and it, I love it. And then nice. this afternoon I went to a coffee shop, our coffee shop, and I got a soy caramel latte because. Oh, is this the new place? Yes. Actually, nice. I felt kind of bad because they, for the first time, this is only the, this is only the third time I've been there, but for the first time, they made my drink and I tasted it, and I think I, I said out loud, I was like, oh, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, I that's drink not it? Good. it was it was not good, and I oh, I tried no. it two other times. I was like, I have to complain about this, not complain, but yeah. I just went up yeah. and I was like. I don't know if maybe something's wrong with the soy milk or what, but um, it tastes kind of sour. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you gotta. Yeah. I mean, and she was super nice about it. I think she knew that she had made a mistake or whatever, but she was really nice about it, and she actually apologized and stuff. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to like make her no, apologize. But I, I just, no. I just was like, I can't drink this, like. Right. You know, if it no, was like I, that's... a different drink and it was just like they had accidentally made something different, I totally would have had it. But it Right, was... like if it still was really yummy or whatever, right. then yeah. Yeah, but... yeah, but something was No, I don't feel bad that. about that. I'm, I may have at one time, but then after having worked at Starbucks, I knew, yes. like, I I did not care. Like, I would much rather yes. that somebody come back and be like, I just, I don't like this, yeah. you know? Because yeah. I went... Like, for me, I wanted people to enjoy their drink. I, I really honestly did. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, that, you know, I hate for them to spend, like, especially at Starbucks, you know. Right. Five, six dollars exactly. on a drink. yeah. 
Yeah. And not enjoy it. I was like, no, please bring mm-hmm. it back. Like, I do not mind at all. Yeah. So, yeah. So if I, she's anything like me, she yeah. was fine with it. <laughs> yeah, she was really nice. And I actually took my two little ones there with me. And Ellie loves the hot chocolate. So she got hot chocolate. And then Graham, it's funny because he couldn't find anything he wanted. And they had already sold out of like all their bakery stuff for the day. And so he, he got a bag of chips. I was like, hmm, well, I don't think I've know. ever bought a bag of chips at a, a coffee shop. But, you know, first Yeah, that's everything. a new one. But, yeah. you know, what you do? So what did you have today? Um, well, I, so I have an amazing mother-in-law, as you know, yes. she was here this weekend, oh, um, nice. well, part, part of the weekend, she okay. came on Thursday afternoon and then she left on Saturday morning, but, uh-huh. um, she wanted to be here for Asher's birthday because, uh-huh. um, she was going to be leaving. Like originally she had planned to leave Florida like last weekend and then okay. she was like, but it's only a week till Asher's birthday. So I'm just going to stay and then I can come up, Yeah, you know? like on the way, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's what she did. Well, I don't know how she did it or where I was, but she took the kids like on a little mother's day shopping spree for me. And so they each brought me a flower and like a little, like each, you know, like each of them gave me a flower. And I think then Brittany gave me like a a little plaque that said best mom ever or something like that. (laughs) Um, and Jude gave me a Starbucks gift card. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So they I thought that was super sweet. Like. So that's really yeah, sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, so I had Starbucks today, which was really, nice. really nice because yes. I, yeah, we had all been, like after Barb left for some reason, and I hope we didn't get her sick, but we all came down with colds. So, oh, that so Ben, yeah. So, so Ben was actually home today. And okay. so it was kind of like a a weird day so it was just nice to like go out for a minute and yeah run through the drive-thru and get some coffee and sit with it and you know and I called mom so I just sat and talked to mom and stuff so for Mother's Day that's because I didn't call yesterday yeah yeah we did but we we invited her to our table (laughs) we we were eating and did FaceTime oh that's funny Because, you know, Mother's Day, like any any holiday or special event that lands on a Sunday is so busy. Yes. And, and yeah. you know, you want to get to everybody and talk to everybody and stuff. So we yes. we actually did it during <laughs> during our dinner time. So, Well, and I'm sure mom didn't. That's actually no, why didn't I didn't call her yesterday. I was like, you know, yeah. I, you know, I feel like... It, I would probably be overwhelmed if I were mom. <laughs> like, I know. So I'm just going to call her tomorrow. <laughs> all on the same day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. So I, I decided to talk to her today. Yeah. So, and it was awesome. good because I had my little coffee and I just got to sit and talk to mom. And so so good. sweet. Good. Yes. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. So going from there, um, how about this Johnny Tremaine guy? <laughs> what do you think? We should say this is um, what would you call it a young adult? Yes. Book? Well, I would even say is it young adult? Youth. Fiction. Youth. Okay. I I personally would categorize okay. it as that. Yeah, and I I have to say I never really read like yeah. middle grade or youth youth you know young yeah. adult or anything like that mm-hmm. up until probably I mean other than like 
like really big name stuff where everybody was reading it and it was obvious that you know like adults would like it too that kind of thing you know like harry potter i read you know when it came out and that kind of thing i read um oh what's the oh hunger games Mm -hmm. i read you know i read those so some of those yeah, some yeah. of those bigger name things, just because Twilight, they were... I'm sure you read, right? <laughs> don't, okay, don't make me. <laughs> Are you serious? Have you read it? I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> I read, I read the first one because when it first came out, I didn't really know anything about it. And yeah. this lady from our church who, like, looking back, like, I wasn't close friends with her or anything. Yeah. But looking back, I'm not sure that I would take a suggestion <laughs> from this person again. But um, well, she was really into it, and I didn't know. <laughs> and I didn't know anything about it, and so I'm yeah. like, okay, it's okay, you know. And so I read the first one, and I was like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing. Like, I mean, I was like, I mean, it's fine, but like the I just remember being like, this heroine is stupid, yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like just anyway. So I do, I can't believe I had to admit that, but yes, so I did sorry. read the first. Like it's okay. A, it's okay. A confession you never want to make. <laughs> a dirty deed you made me. Confess. Well, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> no. I did not read the books, but I did watch the first movie. Why? See, okay, so I now know. I feel a little better. Yeah, you should feel that a lot better, better because I knowingly <laughs> walked into it because the movies obviously came after the book, so. Don't yeah, feel too that, bad. Ma- that does make me feel better. It really <laughs> does. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, and it was fine. I just thought, like, this is not great writing. Right. Like, why is yes. everyone so? I just remember being confused. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and oh, rightly okay. so. Yes. Like, all right. Anyway, um, so now that I've shared that, it's all, it's all, all downhill from here, we right? Still love you, Laura. Um, thank you, thank you. Ooh. Um, so yeah, so I've read some of those kind of like bigger, yeah, well-known youth or, or mm-hmm. young, young adult, but up until probably, I mean, it's probably been, you know, five to seven years or so. I mean, I really, I feel like it started kind of with Nathan because Nathan's, yes. yeah. um, you know, a teacher and for many years, you know, fifth grade is yep. a, you know, like, you know, he, so he reads a lot of, um, obviously a lot of young adult or, you know, middle grade or whatever fiction. And so he would recommend books and I'd be like, but it's young adult. But I really, and he's like, no, 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 it's good. It's good. You know? And so, um, so I think that's kind of where I started being like, okay, I guess I could try it. And then being like, some of these are really good. I think that's how you got onto the Benedict society, right? Yes. And I love that series. It was so cute. Super cute. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so this is a young adult book and it's, I mean, but it's not, I don't feel like it's dumbed down no. or anything. Like, it's Mm-mm. not. And it was written quite a while ago, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like it was, like, the 40s or something. It was. I, I think it was. So, I was trying to remember yeah. if it was the 30s or 40s. But I think it was the 40s. Yeah. So, in around. light of that, let me, uh, Yeah. So, you know, in light of that, let me ask this. Do you feel like this book um, sort of, I guess I'll say this way. Did you feel like it, you could tell very obviously that it was written in the 40s versus written recently? Right. For the most part, 
I would say no. I think there were a couple of things that were said, I and I can't remember where or what, where I thought, oh, they wouldn't say that, you know, today. Or nobody would right. write that today. Because it was, like, derogatory um, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, um, names for people, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, like for an African American or, you know, and I know right. that people wouldn't write that today or even, right. you know, say that. So for the, but for the most part, no, I, I, okay. I would say that the story itself is very relatable and I think that you know obviously my son read it for school so you know they they still use it sometimes for literature in school today so yeah what do you think yeah and I mean and I got the the Newbery award you know yes. it's like a uh-huh. you know um but yeah I would say for most of it, no. Mm-hmm. But for me, the tells were, like you said, you know, sometimes yes. you'd see, um, you know, a name that's not considered, like, I don't want to say PC because it's not necessarily. Right. It's just like we wouldn't, we just wouldn't think to call someone, right? you know, certain, certain terms. Right. right. Um, and back then they weren't considered bad terms. It's right. not like she was, you know, using... You know, she was, she wasn't trying to be derogatory. Right. Mm-hmm. She wasn't trying to be, you know, um, n- yeah, that was not her, her aim, I don't think. Right. Um, but there was that. But then also, I just felt like there was sort of an overall um, affirmation of um, the story of America being a good thing and mm-hmm. universally acknowledged to be a good thing. Yes. That. I don't think you'd find in a telling of it today. Yeah. 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 I Does totally that... agree. Um, yeah. I, I didn't even think of that to be honest because I still have that, that, um, background and that, um, that belief, you know? So to me yeah. that wouldn't stand out, but okay. to other people today, who don't believe that or I, I just, yeah, I think that because of the way that I view the world and our country, I didn't even think of that. You know what I mean? And, and for me, it really stuck out because I feel like I'm in a slightly different place from you where I love my country mm-hmm. and I'm so glad for it. And I so, I, I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for the freedoms that we enjoy, mm-hmm. but I think that if I had been living then, I probably wouldn't have been a Tory mm. just based on the fact that of my reading of Romans and just some of the things that I think, I, I don't know. Like, I think mm. that, um, I don't, I, I mean, I believe God intended for our nation to become a nation because it did. Right. And so obviously he raises and lowers kingdoms yes. and he's, he's in charge. He's yeah. sovereign. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if it had happened to me, I'd probably have been like, but we're supposed to obey the ruling authorities. And, you know, so I, I'm always torn. And yeah. I also feel like um, it's always this struggle in my brain between, like, the humanistic idea of we can make a better society. Mm. Yeah. And, and and the sort of Babylon overtones of that mm. versus... 
as Christians, we're to be salt and light. Let's make a better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's always this sort of ongoing tug of war in my brain of like, yes, which, which is it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that even, I don't know if that even makes sense, but yeah, I, I just, I, I, str- I always have a, strug- a struggle of that. Like, like, I don't want to say we shouldn't ever try to make things better because right. that's obviously not the right, right. way to go. Uh huh. If there, if you see something that needs to be, um, that you feel needs to be changed or done Ad- different, addressed or, should, or an injustice, you or should a... stand up for it. Yes, these were dramatic ways of standing up for what they thought was right. And what yes. makes I, I I did think of this as I was reading it. What makes them standing up for what they thought was right different than how people stand up today? Um, and like, right. what are the differences? And um, you know, if people do go to great lengths, how? Why is one praised and one is like looked down right. upon? Yeah, and you got to wonder, like, is it just because we won? Right. Yeah. You know, like, mm. if we had lost, would it have been a footnote where it was like, those bad people, they tried to stir up insurrection, mm. you know? Yeah. Well, um, so, it I, you know, so I struggled with that. Our history books would have been written by uh, Englishmen, you know? Right. So it would have yeah. been looked down upon. Yes. That's, so yeah, there's that's always kind of that that back and forth in my brain of, I don't know quite, I don't quite know where the right place is. And I guess that's where you say, like, you know, if you had been alive at that time, Mm -hmm. then that would have been, um, you would have been there for such a time as this. And that would just like any other time require Mm -hmm. listening to the spirit and, Mm -hmm. um, following, following Christ, you know? And I I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know where it would have all landed. Yeah, um, sometimes I look me. at it and I think, um, like, oh, was it really that big of a deal that <laughs> that they were taxing you more than you wanted to pay? Was that just the tip of the iceberg for them, or was that yeah? Like, was that I don't know. It it just it's interesting yeah. to think about like where their minds were at and why that made them so upset or was there right more that was going on that they just were so fed up with you know the tyranny yeah. and I I I think the same thing back because I I look at I mean again this is fiction but I mean in history we learned about all the different things that kind of had people riled up and yeah um yeah, I, I gotta say, to me, I'm not sure, it, it doesn't sound like it should have been that uh, disturbing mm. for them. Hmm. But, and I also wonder, like, if the Founding Fathers were alive today, would they kind of be appalled at what we allow compared to, mm. um, you know? Yeah. Because uh, theirs looks like a trifle compared to some of the stuff that we sort of yeah. allow and say is... yes. You know, yeah. you know, I mean, um, in, in some ways and I'm not, yeah, I, I say that I'm not trying to, right. you know, say that, <laughs> uh, oh, they've taken all our freedoms. Everybody rise up. And that's not right, what I'm saying. Right. 
But and it's a different I sort of feel society like... because we do have the Constitution now. We do have rights. We do have, yes. you know, so it's a different, it's a different society. But yeah, yes. I understand what you're saying. So, uh, yeah, so I just, I was curious if that was something that kind of stood out to you. And it's so interesting. I love, I, I always love doing this because to me, it's so interesting. We just come from different. I mean, we have the exact same background, mm-hmm. but we're just such different people. So I yeah. always love hearing what pops out to you, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just yeah. think that's so interesting. Speaking of what um, I wanted to ask you, what parts of this book? stood out to you what did like were there any um significant sections of the book that you took away from from the the book as a whole yeah I would say so um there was so in the beginning I I really enjoyed um the depiction of Johnny and his apprenticeship Mm, yeah and um because I just feel like we've really as a society lost something in the way that we Mm. do education and how we, um, you know, what, what we expect from, from an education or Uh this kind of thing. I think a lot of these people, the characters in this book, um, would have seen the education that I received as such a huge privilege Mm. and just something that would just be completely beyond them. Right. And I don't think we can overestimate what it's like to come from a society where there's an aristocracy. Yeah. Um, it's only been a few hundred years yeah. that this American experiment mm. has been mm-hmm. happening. And for the almost pretty much the rest of history, um, just, you know, there, yeah. it wasn't a thing. And, right. and so, um, you know, I'm sure that... It, yeah, well, even I'm not in, a history in person, the but... book, it talks about how when he had to find another job because his hand was injured, he yes. went to a couple different places and, um, like, he had to do some math or he had to do some reading. And they're like, wow, he's amazing, you know, because he knew how to yes. do those simple things. Yes. Uh, but then when they saw his hand, they didn't want him because he couldn't do physical right. stuff. But I just, I, you know, to, to realize that to be able to do basic math and basic reading skills is just above and beyond. It was above and beyond what they would expect of anybody at that time. Right. It put him in a whole different category. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that was for the, the higher ups. That was for the gentleman. Right. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I, I found just the whole depiction of the apprenticeship and all of that so fascinating. Yeah. Um, and I think it, there's something that we can, it's something that I think a lot of people are starting to become more aware of and realizing, yes. you know, maybe we, <laughs> maybe we need to go back to that a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that super interesting. And then second, and we just briefly talked about this a little bit, but um, the, so obviously there's a plethora of, um, sort of key figures from the revolution mm-hmm. in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes place, it starts basically just be like as, just as things are kind of heating up yes. um, in, in Boston. And Johnny Tremaine is a um, young apprentice. He starts out beginning of the book, maybe 13, 14 years old, something like that. And um, he ends up meeting quite a few of the key figures. He um, He's 
friends with Paul Revere and John Hancock and James Otis and a bunch of others who are really key to, um, you know, they're Sons of Liberty. Samuel Adams. Um, Samuel Adams. Yep. yep. Um, and so there's this part where all of the men are, they periodically will meet at, I think it's the Boston Observer was mm-hmm. the, the um, print shop. Yeah. Where they would meet for their, their Sons of Liberty meetings. And I, and it's been lots of years since my American history, so I don't rem- I'm sure that's accurate because yeah. Why, yes. why would you make it up right. if you're going <laughs> to write a novel? But anyway, um, and so at one point people like, okay, so, so James Otis was kind of viewed as sort of the ringleader, if not in actuality, then sort of in sentiment. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody sort of looked up to him as the leader, even though really the one pushing the revolution and trying to get war started and everything was Samuel Adams. Yes. But um, so at one point in the book, they've had we've been able to kind of sit, you know, fly on the wall for these meetings, these Sons of Liberty meetings. And um, there's one towards the end where James Otis shows up. And by this time in the book, everybody else in the Sons of Liberty has sort of written him off. He's he's getting old. He's getting, maybe getting a little senile. He's not quite there. And he's not really pushing for war as much as everybody else. Right. He really doesn't, you know, like we really, we all got to get on, on board with this, like, you know, uh, we're really, we don't want peace mm. anymore. Like we're not, we're not even trying for that. Mm. We, we want war. We want to start, right. you know, an insurrection. Yeah. Um, and so James Otis shows up at the end of this Sons of Liberty meeting and he kind of lumbers in and they're like, oh, great, here he comes. You know, like yeah. <laughs> the old guy, what's he going to want to, what's he going to want to gab about now, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, and I sort of felt sorry for him at that point. I'm like, I oh know. my gosh, like, I come did on. Too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. Dude, come on. How about some respect for your elders? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so he sits down and, and. He basically just starts saying, like, I know nobody really wants to listen to me. You all think I'm old and used up and blah, blah, blah. Um, but he basically just starts asking the question, like, why are, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, why why are we going to war? Mm-hmm. If that's what we're really going to do, we need to know why. Mm-hmm. And he gives this speech that's just so, like powerful and moving that yeah. everybody is sort of like almost mesmerized by his words yeah it's very and so i thought yeah and i just i i thought that was a really good scene yes and he goes he goes through um and talks about like you know okay why are we doing this and then somebody says something he's like nope not a good enough reason yep. nope not a good you know like he kind of shoots them down one by one that's not enough for a war yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and then finally he's like we're doing it so that a man can stand up and that's his answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think he means by that is just that people all over the world have lived with this system of aristocracy. And, yeah. um, you know, we're doing this not just not just for ourselves and not even for just Englishmen, but for people the world over who yeah. um, should be allowed to be free. They right. should be allowed to stand up for what they believe in. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be the person that, that God made them to be. And I, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was, it was a, a really kind of interesting speech that he gave. And maybe that answers a little bit of our question about this seems like no big deal, but we don't understand or have the context of 
being ruled and taken advantage of and being under the authority of someone that, you know, it will rule forever. <laughs> like there, yes. there's no end in sight to that. Um, right. And having no ability to change your own future or the whole reason that they left England was to have, you know, freedom in a, in a lot of different ways. So, maybe, yeah. you know, maybe that was kind of, we have to take ourselves out of our 2021 thought process yeah. and kind of put yeah. ourselves in their shoes a little bit to understand. And as you were saying that, it made me think a lot about like, um, what some people talk about when they talk about race and how, you know, yeah, how do you, you know, how to stand up, how to be, how to help other people to be able to stand up as well. Mm. Um, for the people who feel like they're not given that ability. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I think there's a lot there as well. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I also, he, he sort of ends it with saying, um, he points at each guy almost, and it's just kind of like, some people are going to have to give up, yeah, you know, their, their fortunes and their livelihoods. Mm -hmm. Some people are going to have to give up their family. And he, you know, he looks at one of them, he's like, you've got a young family. What if, you know, what if, what if you die in this? Yeah. You know, and he's, and the guy says, I've thought about that a long time ago. Mm. And, you know, another one, he's like, well, what you're going to have to, and, and then he says, and some of you are going to give your actual lives, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just like goosebumps to think about. I think we just forget what yeah. they, that what, what they, they were willing to sacrifice, willingly risked, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them actually did end up giving up right. a lot of those things, right. and never regaining them. Mm -hmm. um, how many of them end up? you know, paupers and died, a, you know, either died as traitors or whatever, you know? Yep. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought that was a really, yeah, just a very like moving speech that he gave. Yes. Uh-huh. That stuck out to me too. Another part that, um, intrigued me was, um, when the scene where he, um, went, okay, so he had this cup that, um, his mother gave him before she died. And she said, if you're ever in real trouble, you need to go to, um, this really rich, the richest man in town. And his name was, I think, Jonathan Light. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, you are related to him, but only do it if you, you know, have no other options. So after Johnny hurt his hand, he eventually went to Jonathan Light and, and told him, you know, the story and he didn't believe him. And then he said, you know, I have the cup to prove it, this cup that my mom gave me. Um, and he found out that it was part of a set. And so Jonathan thought that um, Johnny had stolen it. And so he actually ended up like going to court over it and he, he was released, but, um, he, you know, then had that question of like, was my mom 
telling the truth or like what's going on here? Am I related to them? Am I not? Um, and why would she tell me to go to him? So he, he, all that to say, he ends up back in that house, um, looking for the silver that was the, the cup that was taken away from him. Um, and he find he comes across this family Bible and he finds the page where, uh, isn't it his, his mom? It, let's see. Jonathan is his mom's uncle. Is that right? I, yes, I, I think so. I think that's yeah. the relation. Yeah. But he thought, you know how people write in our Bible, like the, the family, um, yep. The family tree. Yeah. So, um, he found that information and he ripped it out of the Bible. And then not too long after that, like he was still in the house and he, he threw that, uh, piece of paper into the trash or not in the trash into the fire. I thought that was so interesting. Like that was one of the parts where I was like, no, don't do it. Like that's your, yeah. that's your, you know, like your ticket. Will, to, exactly. I mean, that's, yeah. Um, that's your meal ticket. I think it speaks a lot to like his transformation in the book. Yeah. From being this prideful, you know, arrogant, teen boy to um really when he becomes friends with rad kind of imitating him a little bit and growing up in the process and i think that was a really mature uh thing for him to do but it just it kind of intrigued me like why did he i i think it did say something about he just felt like he didn't have to have that proof. He didn't need to have anybody else know, which is yeah. very mature. But yeah. I still, I still was left asking why, why did he do that? Um, I don't necessarily have any answers. I was just curious what you thought. I had kind of that same reaction where I was like, why would you do that? Yeah. But for me, it was almost more of a like, Oh my word, that's history. Like, yeah. that's an entire family's right. genealogy that right. may not be remembered because it's not written down anymore. Right. And, you know, so I had more of a, almost from a historical side going like, that's, mm. you just, you just, what? Why right. would, like, <laughs> you know, right. and it sort of made me think about how I've, you know, in, in back, you know, hundreds of years ago, you hear a lot more of that happening where people would request that their papers be burned when they die or this kind of thing. And um, even C.S. Lewis, when he passed away, his brother held a bonfire for like three days mm. and just kept feeding it with a bunch of C.S. Lewis's papers. Mm. And so, mm. you know, yeah. of course, me being the C.S. Lewis fan, now it's like, I'm like, what did you, you do? You know, like of- all the things that could be in there, all yeah. the other you know and it just it makes me realize that um in history I think there's been a lot less emphasis on leaving some of that more what they would consider private Mm. 
stuff, hmm. um, leaving that for posterity was not as important as maintaining the dignity and privacy of the person or people who might be, um, you know, Gone. implicated or not not in a bad way, but just right. the people whose history that was and recognizing that that's their story to tell. And if they don't want it told, hmm. then it's nobody's business. Hmm. And I, it's such a departure from our modern yes. Yes. <laughs> way of thinking because we think, no, we deserve to know what really happened. Well, according to those, you know, for some people, they don't, they disagree. They feel like this is my history. And I, yeah. if I'm not here to tell it the way that it really happened, I don't want it told. Mm. And, you know, even, even by my papers, yeah, I don't want to, you know, it's just, it's, I find it so interesting. So different than today yes. when you don't even have to, you know, have permission to record somebody and put it on Facebook and it can, mm-hmm. it can yes. become well, viral. Yeah. And it, it's such a departure from a society who overshares yes. everything. Yes. From a society who, I'm going to tell you every single meal I'm having and post uh-huh. pictures. I'm uh-huh. going to tell you every, every thought I'm thinking throughout the day. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, you know, it, you know, they would, I'm sure they'd come to our society and be like, you guys don't keep anything for yourselves. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm sure they'd look at us and go, I don't understand. Oh, I'm sure they'd be appalled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't need to know any of those details about your life. Like, I don't want to. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Kind of a rabbit trail there. But I just found that. But interesting. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was a historical thing that people did that, you know, destroyed papers and, and stuff like that Mm -hmm. when people died. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, and I'm sure it wasn't everybody, but right. um, but if they I do wanted think it, was it more prevalent, done. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I always thought, well, why did you do it? Why would you do that for them? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, because I'm coming from such a different place, exactly. such a different yeah. mentality. Yeah, um, and, and everything is about posterity, and you know, I think there's how to keep the history a theme here. <laughs> like, we cannot understand everything that took place and why it took place because of where we are in our culture today. But I think that's so, that's so important. That's why we need to read books like this because we need to teach ourselves and our children that history is different than how we live. History Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. so vital to the future. And people thought differently than us. Yes. Throughout yes. history. Uh-huh. And throughout different cultures. And, and that's throughout. okay. And that's even, okay. Even if it wasn't uh, what we would consider good today, you know, yeah. a good way of thinking, you still, you still have to put yourself in their, in their position and think, wow, <laughs> There's so many components to this, so many yeah. aspects of this that that I cannot say with certainty right. what I would do, I what just, I would say. I just know that I would hate to be judged by 100 years from yes. now standards. Yes. And I just don't think it's fair on anybody exactly. you know, to, yep. to judge by modern day standards because it's just people... people as much as we like to say we're all alike, and we are, mm-hmm. 
we're not we're not twins. We don't come from the same environment. Exactly. We don't come from the same things. And so even if something was wrong or bad, um, be thankful that it's not anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. and keep moving. Keep moving forward. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I, I find that such an intriguing thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even reading this book, um, you know, we talk about like, oh, people at 200 250 years ago yeah. thought so different well it was written in the 40s right and we see the difference right so even even from that yeah you know um and how quickly things change and we think it, it's it's slow we feel like it's slow but it's not uh, yeah. you know yeah. Hmm. yeah so what did you so okay what was your what did you think of johnny like as a as a character as a person johnny did you like him? Um, was he was he likable? Did you think or what? Like, what did you think um, about him? In the beginning, I thought he was. I thought he was a bit bossy and a bit know it all. However, I felt bad for him because he didn't really. I mean, he didn't have a family, so he was living with the the silversmith that he was apprenticing under, and everybody always kind of made fun of him, like. He didn't have a great relationship with anybody. He didn't really have any friends until he met Rab um, after he, you know, hurt his hand um, and he was in search of a job. So I kind of felt sad, just sad for him. Most of the book. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I, I can't say that I necessarily connected with him on any sort of level. I don't, I don't know. But okay. um, I feel like his character almost could have been any character. I feel like the author had a mission to tell about pre-revolutionary war. And she kind of just used Johnny as the catalyst for that. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. I don't know if that's how other people I, read it, but I don't know if I would have thought that particularly. But I, having heard it, would pretty much agree. Okay, yeah. I to me, he was not an especially sympathetic character. Yeah, I didn't necessarily. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really necessarily rooting for him. I wasn't not rooting right, for him. Right. I I wanted things to go well for him, but I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, I love this character. He's such a great, you know. Um, yeah. I don't. I didn't find him like that. I didn't find him to be. And you maybe know. some of that was because she really. I mean, you started the story when he was teen, like young teen, and she really didn't um, talk much about. She didn't develop the character. She. I mean, he's just there, and then he goes this place, and then he goes this place, and then he sees this. You know, it's not really... there's not a ton of character development, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why I I say maybe she meant to use him just as this is... You could see the Revolutionary War through this boy's eyes, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if she meant to do that or not, but... Let me ask you this, who, who, 
who did you, who did resonate with you, if anyone? Was there someone who you sort of felt more sympathy mm. for or felt more connected to or, you know? Um, I really did like Rab, his friend. I thought yeah. he was just like a faithful, um, wise, mature kid. Um, yeah. I don't know if I would say I necessarily saw myself in him, though. Um, yeah. One character yeah. that really annoyed me was <laughs> the silversmith's, um, his youngest daughter. I think her name was... Oh, yeah. What was her name? Is a. It was like Izaniah or something like that. Yeah. They call, they call, eventually just... they called her Izzy, and I'm going to go with that because okay. it's easier. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wise. Um, <laughs> she was just um just beloved by everybody and like her older sister would like always brush her hair like in town and just everyone would stop and say how beautiful she was like I and then at the end when she had to decide if she was going with the rich lady that Johnny was you know related to or if she was going to stay with her family she couldn't make the decision, oh, do I want to be a rich woman one day or do I want to stay with these people? Your yeah. family? Yeah. Right. I don't know. But you gotta, just, and, and I think, again, that's another one where it's like, I know. it's so hard to take ourselves out of our modern mindset because it yes. really was kind of the quote unquote right thing to do yeah. at that time. And it was all would about be to go with the woman who can yes. set you up. Go yeah. with the person who can can get you a better position in life. Yeah. And that's exactly what they were fighting against. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. you don't have to, you know, have a patron to be able to be heard. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Um they wanted for each man to be able to stand up, yeah. you know, on his own. Yeah. And so I maybe that's what she was going for there. Like, like this is how it was. People had, you know, the, the right thing to do would have been to go with her. Mm. Go go get the life that is better, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and her mom yeah. signed off on it. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was like, yeah, go, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure there was heartache there for her but she knew her place she knew that she couldn't give her the life that Lavinia could yeah. you know yeah. so it's I think maybe she's trying to point to that again with yeah. with that little thing there too but yeah I know that. she was an annoying character yeah she just yeah I mean you you gave more depth to it I just she just every time she came on the scene I was like oh boy <laughs> and I do wonder how much she was trying to say about what looks mean or or Mm. whether you know how much looks matter because yeah that was the only reason anyone paid any attention to her she wasn't smart she wasn't clever she wasn't you know anything else but but beautiful yeah yeah that's true yeah what about and you almost have to feel sorry for her like yeah all you got going you know (laughs) but no i know no she was annoying (laughs) did you did anyone resonate with you did you connect with anybody I, in the story? I liked Rab. Uh-huh. Um, I also really liked Dr. Warren. Hmm. I thought he was a very sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. He just kind of played his part as much as he was able to. Yeah. And he, you know, he was like, I'm going to go and see how many, see if I can help people um, at the battle. 
Yeah. And he he did, and he went to the battle to do his part, and he's he was out there, you know, trying to save people. Yeah. And then in between, he's fighting because he, yeah. they need poor soldiers. Right. You know, so he, so, right. so he's like out there fighting, and then okay, now I gotta do my doctoring. Oh, I gotta get back to my fighting. Right. I gotta do my doc. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I just thought he was. An honorable... He just seemed like a really honorable, yes. decent, good man, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, he so wanted to help Johnny, and Johnny was just too ashamed, and, you yeah. know, and... Yeah. And, yeah, it just... I, I just thought he was... He seemed like a really... Someone you'd want as a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, anything, anything else you wanted to hit? Um, Anything else that sounded? I don't think so. This was interesting kind of a shorter book. I feel yeah, it's like. not. I mean, and it, being young adult. Yeah. Um, you know, I would. I would say I think it's a a great book to have adolescent kids read. I think, and then have I think it would be about it. Yeah, I think it could. Especially if I was, you know, if I'm thinking about reading it, you know, a younger person reading it yeah. could definitely fire their imagination for history yes. and get them to understand that these things aren't static facts. These yeah. There were real people yeah. involved in these things and um, they brought to it real emotions yeah. and, and a backstory of their own that, you yeah. know, is individual and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could definitely see, see that being um, a, a good, a good starter in their brains for like, hey, history is yes. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not boring. This is interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Definitely. So do you want to do some ratings? Sure. Yeah. You want to go first? I would love to. <laughs> okay. So we do ratings one to five, which we um, categorize with coffee, of course. Um, and I, for Johnny Tremaine, I think I would give this book, um, I think I would give it an eight o'clock, which is a three. Um, not that I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. I just, I just was very middle of the road with it. Middle of the road. Yeah. I feel like for a historical fiction adolescent book it was good I didn't feel completely pulled into the story if that makes sense yeah oh it definitely does yeah so I just was kind of about it I I would recommend it for younger children definitely um but would I read it again years down the road probably not so yeah for that reason, okay. I gave it. I gave it a an eight o'clock. What about you? All right. Um. So I I always struggle with the ratings because <laughs> I'm never you know like I'm so, I'm so bad at like decisions in general. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I really kind of went back and forth between a Duncan and an eight o'clock. Okay. Um. So once again, I'm being totally wishy-washy and giving it a dunk a clock. <laughs> dunk a clock. <laughs> yes, um, because I, it, I, I feel very similar to you in that it was sort of middle of the road. Yeah. But what kind of tips it to a little more 
downward for me was that it it did in a lot of places and especially towards the end it felt very much um almost (laughs) propaganda-y like where it just it just felt like she was trying to Mm. she started with i want to show history and i'm going to show that it was a good, amazing thing that Mm -hmm. America was founded. Mm -hmm. And then she sort of worked her way backward and never quite got through any characterization for, well, much. Yeah. Uh, So it just felt like there was, there was some pieces missing that to me are really important for a really good, (laughs) for a really good book. Um, And so it it just, it felt, it felt a little bit fake almost. Does that make sense? Yep. Totally. Some of some of the parts felt almost a little bit like, well, that was forced. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I don't know how to describe it better than that. But that's kind of, and it wasn't the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It you know, but um, but yeah, that's what sort of for me was like, well, eh, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I agree. Like for you know, for a middle schooler or something like that, mm-hmm. I think it could be great. I think yeah. it could be really helpful to yes. sort of draw them into the idea that, you know, history isn't a list of dates. Right. And it's not, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think. And, and for them to see that that even though some of the things that they have or the things that they say might be slightly different, they're still just people. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, they lived and breathed and put their pants on one leg at a time right. just like us. Right. You know. But isn't so, yeah. it interesting that we've been able to have a discussion like this, you know, stemming from this book? Like, even though we both kind of mm-hmm. gave it, like, a little bit of a lower rating, we still yeah. had a good discussion about it, I feel like. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about our book club, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether I, whether I love or hate the book, exactly. we're going to have a good discussion. Yes. That's right, <laughs> At least I think so. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. All right, well, well so, are we going to announce yeah. our next book? Yes. Do you want to tell sure. what our next one I, is? I am so excited about this book. Um, I am too. It's called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine, and it's by Gail Honeyman. Honeyman? Honeyman? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I don't know which one. <laughs> yeah. Take your pick. Say it fast. Honeyman. <laughs> Just, yeah. Just fly through it. No one will know. Right. No one will notice. Um, and I am just going to do everybody a favor right now, and I'm going to tell you, please listen to this one. Please listen mm-hmm. to this one. <laughs> because I, I did not read it. I listened to it on, um, Overdrive. I, Yeah. Just please listen to it. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually reading it. Okay, well, so I it'll won't it'll be interesting having, you, but <laughs> it, <laughs> but I well, I think it'll be interesting having the two the two perspectives yes, on yeah you know listening versus versus reading yes because yeah. oh my goodness I I I'm not gonna go into anything right now but there were parts where I was like laughing hysterically and then parts where I was like about to cry I just and I think part of that was because of you know because I was listening to it so 
Yeah. yeah. Join us next time because we're so excited for this next one. Um, yes. And we look forward to talking about it as always. And for you joining us at our table with your coffee. So please come next time and listen to our discussion um, on grounds for discussion where the coffee and the books are a perfect blend.